listening to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with host Shereen Rice on the CWR Talk Network. Good evening, this is Shereen Rice on Making a Difference About Domestic Violence. My goal for this show is to help in the healing journey of those that are healing from abuse and uh, those that want to learn more about abuse, for sure. I would like to do a shout-out to my friend Lisa. Uh, She's the one that um, I'm going to be having on tonight, and her son, and I'm pretty excited. Hi, Daniel. This is Shereen. Can I put you on hold for one moment? You bet. Thank you so much. Okay, so, and I'm going to try Lisa as well. And for those that this uh, show is going to be on children that are taken by the state and uh, Lisa, who I've had on before, who talked a little bit about what it transpired with her and her family uh, several years ago, but she was on about a year ago. And if anyone is triggered by uh, this conversation, please feel free to call the national Hello. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm fine. And you? I'm doing good. Okay. So can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Okay. So what I would like you to do is remind us a little bit about uh, last year and our discussion last year. Okay. What we talked a little bit about, so you're giving us a little bit of background, and and, uh, Daniel is on with us as well. Great. He's a great friend. Okay. Um, I had my uh, two youngest children uh, kidnapped from me by CPS, Child Protective Services, and I fought very, very hard to get them back. they eventually were adopted out, and um, I went to the legislature to help uh, to help pass bills and and to uh, talk about allegations of misconduct in the AG's attorney general's office, and uh, and I'm the first woman in history to have a legislative audit prepared on a single case. Didn't do me much good though because I didn't get my children back, but I fought really really hard to try to get them back and my family my uh the two my two older boys uh were behind me 100% and I couldn't have done that without them or Daniel and Lori and Terry and Marty a whole bunch of friends that were behind me 100% so yeah that's what happened to me and that happened in the year 2000 in September Okay, and introduce uh, Daniel as well, if you could. Okay, Daniel Newby is one of my best friends, and he was the first person, he and his wife were the first people to actually uh, help me. Um, Daniel had uh, 
um, uh, a company called Accountability Utah, um, and they fight for, you know, for people who need help and fight for bills and, you know, go to the legislature and, you know, they're wonderful people. And I met Daniel uh, when I was fighting for my children and he he and his wife are, they're irreplaceable people. And um, I couldn't have done this, all of this without them. Uh, They're family to me. That's wonderful. And, um, so you did an introduction of of that, and uh, let's talk to Daniel a little bit. Daniel, do you hear, can you hear me okay? I sure can. Hey, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, I really would like to talk a little bit about um, this happens in a lot of states. Now, maybe not Utah as much as it used to be, but um, where children are taken by the state. I call it stealing yes. personally, but... Um, can you share that a little bit with us? Yes, in most states, you have very few rights as a parent who is accused of uh, abuse or neglect. And those terms in, in most state statutes are very loosely defined, so they can, they can pick on you for just about anything. If, so to back up a little bit, the federal government gives states incentives to, to steal children financial incentives. They, they also give states financial incentives to uh, declare that, that the children seized have some sort of a disorder so they can uh, get, so they get, they, they get additional funding for, for uh, declaring children, uh, you know, that they have a mental problem or that they have a behavioral problem. And they Special put them up, they, needs they children. Them. You're right. They, they go through a, another process for that. So, so there, there are a lot of financial incentives for states to to steal children, and the 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 courts have been set up such that parents who who land in those courts have very little chance of prevailing, and 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 there, there are several reasons for that. One is there is no jury trial, in the at least in, in very few states. I think Wyoming is an exception and maybe at one or two others, but in most states, you go before a judge, and the judge determines your fate. And the standard of evidence, at least in Utah, and I think in most states, is the lowest evidentiary standard uh, possible. So it's, it's usually preponderance of the evidence, whereas, say, on a, in a murder trial, uh, it would be beyond a reasonable doubt. Or, or even on an Indian reservation, a federal Indian reservation, uh, it is beyond a reasonable doubt to, to take children. But in, for, for an American citizen on American soil, it is the lowest evidentiary standard, preponderance of the evidence. So what that really means is, is that if, uh, if the judge feels that there's a little more evidence on the prosecutor's uh, side, then he'll, 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 you know, your children are gone. And versus beyond a reasonable doubt where there has to be, uh, you know, it has to be a lot of evidence uh, presented to, in order to, to uh, take, keep your children or to terminate your, your parental rights. So the, the whole system from the perverse incentives to the lack of meaningful due process is all stacked against the innocent parent and, and the innocent child. I mean, the child has no say in all of this. 
Wow. So, now, so, so when you, when you, uh, when you, uh, you know, if you're a parent, if, if the parents are listening, they should be aware of this and be very careful in how they uh, interact with people in public and also how they interact with uh, CPS workers and, and other people who attempt to gain access to their children. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, in Utah, haven't they changed some of the laws? Let me ask you this. Not substantively, no. It's my understanding, and uh, let's. I want you to clear everything up. That's why I'm asking. It's my understanding mm-hmm. that children now, if there's any uh, reason why to take them out of the home, they have to go to another family member. Is, is that right or no? Or is that just no? There, there's show? no. There's no have to. There's no have to. That's mostly for show. There, there's no um, requirement. Well, let, let, let me put it this way. The statute without a penalty is just a pretty please. Pretty please yeah. do this. Pretty please do that. In a courtroom, the judge, you know, in a jury list courtroom in particular, the judge is a de facto dictator. He, he does what he wants. And yeah. you can you can beg and plead for him to do this and that and the other thing, and some of them may listen, but they're not really required to. There, there's no there's no consequence to speak of if they disregard what the legislature would prefer. So, so yes and no. I mean, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But there's no there's no penalty if it doesn't. Right. I mean, there's no penalty on the judge. Correct. Or the judges, also in Utah, uh, the judges, there are administrative judges who are, who are appointed, you know, by the court. Uh, so a judge, the judge is typically appointed by the governor and then confirmed by the Senate, but, but the courts are allowed to appoint their own, you know, uh, administrative judges, and those judges have, have absolutely no accountability. So, so it, it, it's a real mess. The, the whole court system involving parental rights and, and divorces are just, just a real horrendous mess. Yeah. Now, I do know in other states it's really, really bad. Um, a friend of mine keeps me up on what happens in Oregon, and basically kids are stolen almost daily uh, by the boatload it's it's just horrendous and you're right no one has any any uh repercussions about this uh, no there's no there's there's almost no accountability in order to get rid of a judge you would have to get you know your legislature to impeach the judge or uh the judicial conduct commission which is which is run by the same people that put the judge there, you know, the, the same nominating commissions and the same, you know, all these same group, the, the bar association mm-hmm. um, that is, that that is part of the whole corrupt system. All those people are there to perpetuate the system. They're not there to, to look after the, the needs and wants of the citizens. So, so all of these things are inherently corrupt and, 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 and so it, it, we used to have in Utah, I, don't, I have been out of the issue except in, in, in assisting Byerly for several years. I've, I've, I've had other things I had to do. But we used to have uh, caseworkers hanging out 
um, toward the end of the month in parking lots looking for any children they could see so they could meet their quotas. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's how bad it was and, and likely still is. Is that in Utah? So, uh, that was Utah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sitting in parking lots looking for excuses to take children so they could meet their their quotas. Quota. I mean, we're basically t- I mean, it's no different than a slaver in Africa, you know, who has to fill up his boat before it leaves. Right. And so to them, children are the slaves. Yes, to them, children are the resources that they pluck from the arms of parents. Their they're, the, they're the money. They're the money. If there was no money in it, most of this would just disappear. Go, and go away. away. Mm-hmm. That's right. And how much do they get per child? Yeah, I, I don't know. Currently, again, I've been out of it for several years, but I know it was in the tens of thousands per child per year. Especially with the special needs children, uh, needs it would be go up to almost a hundred thousand. Oh that my was, gosh! This was you know ten or fifteen years ago. Who knows what it oh is my now? Gosh. Yeah, my son Jordan was a special needs child because he had juvenile diabetes, and at the time that he got taken, uh, it was six thousand. Uh, dollars then, but it's it's skyrocketed since then. Um, Lisa, can you tell us a little bit about your children? How long um, were each one of them away from you? Well, I didn't end up seeing my. Well, I I saw Jordan um, as much as I could. I knew where he was. Um, his brothers actually. Uh, called me up when I was driving down I-15 one day and said, Mom, we have Jordan with us. And it was... Who's the oldest? uh, My oldest boy is Tim Byerly. Um, And at the time that that Jordan was taken, uh, he was 18. And Peter was 15 at the time. And Jordan was seven when he was kidnapped from me. And then the assistant attorney general, Paul Amon, ordered my daughter to be taken after the judge got down off the bench and left the courtroom uh, on a hearing on my first hearing with Jordan. But the assistant attorney general is the one who ordered the kidnapping of my daughter, which is he never had the authority to do so. But had the mid bail. She was two, blonde hair, blue eyed, gorgeous two year old little girl. Um, and my and, son. And the, and the blonde haired and the blonde haired blue eyed children are top. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they have top some dollar, sort of huh? extra. Yeah, they're top dollar. They're top oh dollar. yeah. As as has been discussed nationally lately, you know, sixty percent of children in foster care are some are, are abused. Right. And because you know, all they are is have, a money income. They're a money income, but they're also a pedophile racket. Right. Child sex tra- trafficking and child trafficking. Mm. And it's rampant. It's all over it's not just in the United States, it's rampant around the world. Right. 
So let's talk about your sure. kids, though. Uh, so Jordan and um, Lee. Lee, how long did it take to get those two boys back? Well, Lee was Lee was my daughter, and my son Jordan. I never got them back. They were adopted out. The oh. assistant attorney general on my case made sure that I never got my children back. It didn't matter what I did, who I went to. I went to what was it? Two or three governors, Daniel. Uh, two yeah. two lieutenant governors. Uh, what, what is it? Three or four? No, it was three. Uh, um, attorney generals. I mean, I I went to every single member of government uh, that had anything to do with laws regarding children. I went to everybody. And was um, he ever charged? The assistant attorney general. Yeah. No, he was not charged. I'm still he waiting for that to happen. He was fired by Sean Reyes, okay. and I give well. No, don't give him kudos because he. No, don't. don't well, give I'm. Him that man, kudos. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I'm just glad that at least he fired him, but he needs to be in prison for yeah, the, yeah. the 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 for the kidnapping of my daughter, and so does the uh, the DCFS CPS caseworker uh, Barry Richards. He needs to. All these people need to go to prison for child kidnapping, and the problem is is that there's no one out there doing anything about it. That's Brett, the problem. Is there any laws uh, that um, can put them in prison besides the felony yes, of yes, child kidnapping and uh, trafficking? Acting under color of law, uh, conspiracy to to undermine statutes. I mean, there are um, fraud. He should, he should be in jail. I mean, yeah. yeah. But, but in order in order for that to happen, you have to have an attorney general that is willing to. Uh, to do that, to prosecute. And, right, and, and we and don't the federal, we go higher. Well, the, the problem with the federal courts is that uh, they're equally, if not more, corrupt. In our in our situation, we have we have the United States Attorney John Huber, which is an Orrin Hatch, uh, uh, basically a, a, a appointee, and and I mean he has a nickname of of, of the cleaner. Because every time any anything comes down or goes up to his level, he steps in with the with his trademark non-prosecution uh, deferred prosecution agreements to save their bacon to keep them from going to jail, and so the the fraud goes all the way up to the top, and, and so so in, in, I'm not trying what's to what's a non you know, what's a non-prosecution take, agreement? What is that? It's basically a, a, a get out of jail free card. You know, take a slap on the wrist, and uh, you know, take the small little penalty, and we'll we'll make it go away. In that's, other words, it's in our state. That wow. in other words, there's no accountability. There's no justice for any of these parents that have had their children kidnapped. There's no justice whatsoever here in this state. It's, it's right. just 
unbelievable how much parents and families have been just crucified by the state regarding yeah. this issue. And, and, and it's to, horrible. I have to wonder when, how many others. When, go ahead. <laughs> no, I just, you know, when you, when you think, when you put the pieces together about, about how they've set up the system so that you have fewer rights as a parent than a, a, a convicted felon who later steals a television set. You have fewer rights as a parent. Lose your child for the rest of your life. You have fewer rights than, than an already convicted felon who's, who's just made it past parole and goes on a, a stealing spree. I mean, you, right. <laughs> you, you, that's, how, that's how little they treat parents. And, right. and, and so w- when your system is that skewed and that corrupt and perverted, it, it, it's not just something that happened in a vacuum. It, it, it was established by an institution. It's an institutional way of, of treating people. Right. Um, and the Clintons. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, honey. Go ahead, sweetie. I was just going to say that I heard that Trump is trying to pass some laws that will help families. Yeah. Can you share that with me at all? I, I well, I mean, Lisa, Lisa's more hopeful than I am. <laughs> I look, I look at the kind of, I look at the kind of people that he puts in the top positions. You know, Barr, give me a break. I mean, Barr yeah. was defending the, the, Barr was defending the murder of. Uh, you know the snipers that took out Randy Weaver's wife and 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 dog and son. I mean, he, he's right. still defending those snipers. <laughs> I, I I just you know, a guy of that low caliber. I I just no pun intended, but I I just don't I I don't see that as uh, as somebody who's really interested in in doing what uh, what people claim. Right. I I do agree with uh, Daniel regarding Barr. Um, I have been asked to uh, sue the Justice Department regarding the FBI that was on my case here, um, and uh, and I know <laughs> and I know that that probably will not go anywhere. Um, but uh, like I said, um, I have done almost everything humanly possible to get justice regarding my family and my two youngest children. And it's just been, it's been one nightmare after another. Uh, You've got to have people in government that will actually do something for these families who are hurting so badly and, and parents who don't get justice. It, I have people calling me daily and asking me, you know, what can I do? How do I get justice? How do I get my kids back? I mean, this is a daily and, and, thing for me. Right. And, and another aspect of this is that people who are indigent have no recourse. Very, you know, you're lucky if you can get a public defender and the public defender isn't drunk or totally uh, otherwise totally incapable of defending you. Right. So, so if, if you're, if you're making, you know, modest, if you have modest means, you don't get a free, uh, you don't get a free uh, defense attorney. And so, and so it's a parent who's struggling already to make ends meet 
who has to try to then spend tens of thousands of dollars in in attorney's fees to to defend themselves in a juryless court. And, and that's impossible for most people. And, and so one of the things that one of the other things that they do is they try to target people who are on the, who are on the margins, who are barely making it, because those people will just roll over and and do what they're told, for the most part. Lisa, well, Lisa was an exception to that. But, but well, I can honestly. Money, well, let me just finish my point. Even if you have the money to afford tens of thousands of dollars to try to keep your children from a juryless judge, you have to find an attorney willing to fight. Mm-hmm. And when you, and when the you, when the bar association is so tied in with with the judges and and the other institutions, you, you have you. I mean, where do you go? Who is really going to fight for you if they're if if all their buddies and all the people that they that they pal around with are part of the same system that's coming down on you? And, and so so even if you have money, you you know you have to have a lot of it to find an attorney who's willing to buck the system and really charge in like like a bull. And that's what you parents parents who don't have a, a, a tough attorney are really. Uh, screwed. Crap Creek, got Crap Creek with with a, with a toothpick. I mean, it's it's really bad. Oh yeah. Well, even when I did have money, I paid an attorney uh, to represent me, and the judge that was on my case, who was very good friends with the guardian ad litem and the uh, public defender that I did have uh, before I paid for another attorney and the assistant attorney general, they were all so close and so much against me uh, that that the, the judge did not even allow me to have the new attorney that I paid for. In the, in the malfeasance accusation that I filed with the, against Paul Amon, the assistant attorney general in her case, I, I cited, uh, you know, testimony of, of people who, who said that the judge and the prosecutor and, and Eamon, they were all howling around and discussing her case before it ever went to court. So, you know, they call that ex parte communications or inappropriate, unethical communications between, between you know, a judge who is supposed to be uh, neutral and, and independent. Unbiased. You know, yeah. yeah, right. Unbiased, collaborating with the prosecution against the defendant. And, and what, <laughs> this what happened throughout my that? case. Yeah. What are the consequences of that? Okay. Yeah. I, so I, I, so I, I gave that letter to the attorney general, and he, this, uh, this AAG was fin- finally fired, probably uh, for a host of reasons. He was already under under investigation for other things, but. But where is the investigation about the ex parte communications? The, this attorney, assistant attorney general, was, uh, according to uh, several sources, having an affair with the guardian ad litem on the case, who is now a judge. You know, so you have a guardian ad litem who's supposed to be who's supposed to be, uh, uh, you know, stepping in to help to help facilitate things. Also working for the children. The for the children, it, it 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 just goes on and on and on. One right. one horrific action after another being perpetrated by the state and zero accountability. Right now, uh, 
fill me in, Lisa. You, the last time we spoke, you had spoken to your daughter on the phone, but you had not visited with her in, I don't know, 18 years. Yeah. So, oh, she's, and she's ninth. Yeah. Have you seen her yet? No, I haven't seen her. I was supposed to go to a, my grandson Atticus's party, birthday party, and I got into a car crash with my daughter-in-law and didn't make it. It was unbelievable to me. I I I must have cried for hours and I and I called up my son Jordan and I said, "Please tell her I can't make it." Um and tell her I'm really sorry but we we have been communicating and she told me that she wanted to see me um and that she just needs to be ready to do so and my her adoptive mother and I did not get along very well and that is unfortunate um we had some words uh I I found a uh, handprint on my daughter one day when I took her to the bathroom when she was two, and I kind of really got pissed off and called, and I called the um, uh, assistant director of DCFS and asked asked her what I should do about it. She said call CPS, and when I did that, I kind of sealed my fate with the. Uh, then foster mother of my daughter, and she became uh, her adoptive mother. Um, I get along well with Jordan's uh, adoptive mother. I really like her. Uh, we didn't get along at one point in time either. Um, I, I guess, I guess, when you're a protective parent and you're fighting for your kids and you want people to understand how much your children mean to you. Um, it's, it's hard. It's, you're so protective that you, you know, sometimes come across as being, you know, pushy or, you know, or entitled or whatever. Um, yeah, mama yeah, bear. Like mom, should be a mama exactly. Bear. And that's the way I acted. I was so protective of my children and and I came off as being, you know, a heavy hitter. And the thing is is that I'm one of these people that loves people and has big heart and you know, uh I loved my children and everybody knew it. I mean, Daniel uh <laughs> He's just such a sweetheart. I mean, he's been with me even uh, even at this point. He's trying to help me do get some things done. This is a true friend. Him and his yeah. wife Lori are true friends. And you know, yeah, I I I wanted to see my daughter um, so badly, and then all of a sudden we got into this car crash and we didn't make it. But um, I am you know, talking to her on Messenger and Facebook and, you know, I've told her that I love her. I always will. And I will be waiting for her when she's ready to see me. Uh, I have a good relationship. Yeah, she's 19 now. Uh, Jordan and I have a very good relationship. Um, I see my grandson and uh, Jordan regularly and, uh, I thank God for that. And my older boys, 
talked to Lee and see Lee and, you know, they've, they've told me that she does want to see me and I, I can't wait for that. I, that's something I want to, want to do very badly. And they visited so with her already, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They've got a relationship with, with her. Okay. It's just that she's just, I, I, I think that her uh, adoptive mother has really put me down and, you know, I, I think that she's heard a lot of things you. that aren't true. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And I think she, I think her adoptive mother just really doesn't want to have me be in her life. Well, that's too I, bad. You, you, know. you birthed her. <laughs> that's yeah, that's right. That's part of your life. <laughs> yeah, Oh well, my 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 daughter and I were extremely close when she was taken. I mean, she was she was just beautiful and smart, funny. She just was a joy to be around. So, same with Jordan. I I adore my child. I adore all my children, and I'm so thankful for Tim and Peter. They stood by me uh, the whole time. They were just there for me. They were my strength. Yeah. And didn't you have your house um, blown up? Yes, I did. I had my house blown up the night before I was supposed to meet with the heads of state um, at the Capitol. And the Midvale Fire Department uh, and arson specialists said, you have C- you had C4 under your home. My My home blew up four feet off its foundation. And if it wasn't for Daryl coming in and saying, Lisa, we have to get out of here. I'm smelling gas. Uh, I I probably would have been still sitting there with my evidence getting ready for this meeting. But he saved my life. So, so I'm... I'm evidence? Uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of my evidence got blown up. <laughs> um, but uh, thank God I'm smart enough to... Make copies. <laughs> yeah. And stash it somewhere else. Yeah. 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 Give 10 friends some of my evidence, you know? Yeah. That's good. And yeah. who do you think well, is better? Did you find out who did that? Did you know? Uh, they would not, they would not release any of the information regarding uh, the, uh, the house. The only thing that I got was a um, an insurance report that also stated that there was C4 under my home. Um, but they did not, I, nobody has told me who it was. Nobody has said a word about it. Uh, I went to the Midvale Fire Department and the arsonist, and I said, I need to know how this happened and who did this. Nobody would say a word. And what is your hypothesis on this? I am sure it was somebody in the state. I'm sure it was Paul. Paul had me put in jail for 48 days for no reason. Um, I've been jailed. I've had my house blow up. I've, I've been ridiculed. I've had a lot of stuff happen to me. I've been thrown out of a courtroom. Um, and he, Paul Eamon has done an, an awful lot to me and, and Daniel knows that. So I'm sure yeah. it was Paul Eamon. I'm sure it was Paul Eamon who did it. There isn't anybody else who hates me that much. 
I mean, when you go to when you go to uh, attorney generals and complain about somebody who's illegally stolen your children, uh, you know, people tend to get pissed off. Yeah, former, and he hates when, me. When a former DCFS administrator says to the Salt Lake City Weekly, "Is Adam Trump in 2007?" I referring to this case. I don't think we could we would come out in, in any way and stand up in defense of the AG's office and what they did in that case, says Trump, adding that Amon's actions amount to a seminal event in Utah's child welfare system. If you are a prosecutor wanting to prosecute and punish and seek retribution, which there's certainly a place for, then you shouldn't be in this system, Trump says. Right. When you got a when you have a former administrator saying that there's a, an out of control attorney general seeking re- retribution, you know you've got a, a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 so many of these attorneys general are you know I don't know if they were beaten up as kids or what, but that they have an <laughs> axe to grind, and they have a lot of power to to grind that axe. And isn't that sad? That they don't use it for Absolutely. Good. No, there's nothing good in this system whatsoever. Nothing good. Well, do you think we have any uh they fired him. Um do you think that we have any goodness in there now? No. 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 Reyes is worse <laughs> than his two predecessors who were both drummed out for corruption. Absolutely. This is the third monumentally corrupt. Yes, it's getting worse. Oh, yeah. It's getting much worse. One of the the projects I'm working one of the projects I'm working on right now is justiceforall.blog and we we go through some of the corruption that we've caught that that we're exposing. Um, it's, It's a little different approach than what I was doing before. We're going after individuals who are uh you know violating you know, for fraud and 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 theft and um abuse of campaign finance statutes or violation of campaign finance statutes it's a little different take but if but but reyes the current attorney general uh <laughs> firing amen was something he had to do he uh, was pushed into that Amen, yeah, Amen had had caused all sorts of problems on all sorts of fronts, but the, the, his whole office is full of Amens. It, it's just that they haven't risen to the to the level of of, of Amen as, as far as far as a PR problem. But when when you have structures that are so, you know, fundamentally flawed at the court level and at the bar level and at the judicial nominating level, and and you have this rotating you know, rotating system of of corrupt um, lobbyists. You know, you, you have in in this industry, and I call it an industry. You know, the child exploitation industry. You have um, mental health providers, pharmaceutical providers. You have court services, prison services, uh, juvenile detention services. You have all of these cottage industries that are you know relying on successful prosecutions so that they can keep feeding 
feeding their part of the of the machine. And, and, and you know, I I almost hate to tell people about how bad it is because, you know, their eyes gloss over and they go, oh, geez, what can we do? Well, nothing. knowing about it <laughs> right now, nothing. But knowing about it and protecting yourselves from it and protecting your friends from it uh, is step one. You need to know what just how bad things really are before anything can be done about it. Right. Information is the key, actually. That is that is the most important aspect of this. If if you go if you walk away from this, uh, information is the most important thing. Know what to do when DCFS comes to your door, or C yeah, or exactly. CPS, CPS comes to your door. They you don't need to let them in your house. You say I'm calling my lawyer. They will disappear in a minute. Okay, uh, we have to know our rights. I didn't. I didn't know my rights. I just knew that I was a parent of these children, and nobody could steal my children. Well, guess what? It happened to me, and I thought I was a pretty smart woman, but. Uh, I didn't know anything about DCFS. I didn't know anything about CPS. Uh, I didn't know that they could just come and take your child away from you. And it happens every single day. And like Daniel says, there is a piece of this pie, a piece of these children that are in massive uh, homes, justice centers, um, like he said, pharmaceutical companies. These children have been given so many drugs and all these doctors getting kickbacks from all of these drugs that these children are taking. The one thing we have, we that have I evidence can... in this case that we have evidence in this case that uh, one, a, a doctor at the University of Utah was uh, trying to get Jordan into his into her. Uh, uh, trials. She had some some, oh some my uh, medical trials. He was and, the he was a lab rat. That's what he was. He was, he was a lab he rat. Was a lab rat. Well, did they get him in, or were they just trying to? No, they. She ended up. <laughs> you're not going to believe this. She ended up getting Jordan in with her family. Uh, she ended up taking him to Houston, Texas. I was called by one of the doctors at the University of Utah and told uh, that my son had left the state of Utah and went down with the doctor to Houston, Texas. Um, and I freaked out. Daniel knew I was I, I was freaking out. I, I couldn't believe that my son actually left with this woman. She wanted to adopt him. She adopted him. She's the one that had my son taken from me. She needed a lab rat. She got him. She fell in love with him. She wanted him to be her child. Uh, he said, I want to go home to my mother. And she put him in a psychiatric hospital at 10 years old mm. because he wanted to go home to his mother. Then he comes home back to Utah. She, she calls up the state of Utah to DCFS and says, I'm sending him back. 
So she sends him back, and he arrives in a pool of his own blood. And I'm called by one of the doctors at, at University of Utah Hospital up there at Primary Children's, uh, the diabetes clinic, uh, outpatient clinic. I was told by one of the doctors there, your son has just arrived back from Houston, Texas in a pool of his own blood. What was he bleeding now, from? Uh, evidently, uh, she had taken the um, insulin uh, pack out of his body oh. uh, and he was sick on the way home and he he arrived in a pool of his own blood. So she tried to kill now him. think about how think about how you would feel if you heard that coming from a doctor. I I, I, I was, I mean, and she adopted him when she was down in Houston, Texas. Now, but isn't that my child? My child, I was fighting for. Yeah, isn't that a conflict of interest on her part? <laughs> well, of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah, but, honey, know, this I whole laugh, case. I laugh, but that's how that's how ridiculous the case is. I know. Do you have a legislative? So tell me this, you have a did legislative? She go to jail? No. Oh hell no! Nobody has gone, honey. Nobody has, honey. Nobody has gone to jail in this case at all. Nobody. And there are so many crimes that have been committed on this case uh, uh, that I, I just. I can't even tell you how many. Right. There's just too many. Right. What was her name again? Dr. Dana Harden. She is in Indianapolis, Indiana. She works for the Lilly Corporation, pharmaceuticals. Right now? Yep. Wow. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, that's a danger. Daniel, what was the name of your... Um your blog or your website or whatever it is again the blog the blog is justice the number four all dot blog okay and the, i just want the, everyone to turn to there uh, if uh if they're listening for sure yes and everybody that's, please that's go a, that, that's more of a utah focus but uh you know i I could share, you know, I could email you and you, I don't, I put on your website, I could yeah. share with you the, the malfeasance accusation, accusation that I filed with the Utah Attorney General on this case. It has a lot of documentation. About yeah, it was perfect. It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Now, Daniel, uh, uh, Daniel. Go ahead. I just want to say Daniel has been a really true true friend to me and i couldn't do a lot of this without him and his wife lori yeah um Daniel, they've been there for uh, me all this time are you a lawyer or what is your background no i i manage a um an, an interior architectural company okay and you just know all about this stuff I was baptized in it, yes. Yeah, unfortunately, huh? Mm -hmm. Did the same thing happen to you? No. No, if it would have happened to me, there would have been some dead people. Yeah, that's what I... <laughs> 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 why, why is there some dead people in this? 
I mean, you know, mama bears are, they kill people. They, I mean, they take yep. people up. So I, yep. I'm just shocked that if there's no jail time, why isn't there some funerals that we're told about? Honey, uh, let me tell you something. Um, I have had to have people, yeah, I've I've had to have people talk to me. Um, because I've been very angry at times about what has happened to my family, to many other families that I've been, you know, standing up for other, other families. Uh, The, the, it's just, it's just unbelievable what this state has gotten away with the people in this state who are in power, who do nothing. Uh, I I just, it's just unbelievable to me. And I've had a lot of sleepless nights thinking about, you know, uh, about retribution, revenge, but you know what? Uh, if if I didn't have God in my life, there would be a lot of dead people. I can tell you yeah. that right now. Yeah. There would be. I mean, that's how much of a mama bear I am. Uh, you know, you think about things like that, but I'm a decent person. Um, and I, I just, that's not in me. You know, well, it's just not in what? me. Decent people do things uh, to protect their families, too. I mean... You know. Yeah. Yeah. I just. Yep. I, I. I'm just. Uh, I, I'm. I'm. I, I'm just excited that you have such. You can hold back so well. <laughs> well, honey, I'll tell you this right yeah. now. Listen, listen. I'll. I'll tell you this right now. If I. If. If I would have known my rights. If I would have known. Uh, what I know now. Um, about protecting my family. Uh, if I would have had a gun, I would have uh, definitely said, you're not taking my children. I don't think so. Um, I know what the law is, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to protect my family, you know, and I know what my rights are, so get the hell out of my face. If I yeah. would have known this, uh, and known that I could protect myself and my family, uh, I would have done so. Yeah. You know, get the hell off my you know, my property, get out of my face, and said, you have no business here. Goodbye. Yeah. And I'm sure that they wouldn't have, then I'm sure that the DCFS caseworker, uh, Barry Richards, wouldn't have come back. Yeah. The, the the issue the the issue is once they get once the camel's nose is under the tent, anything goes. So you want to be very forceful and very. I mean, you don't have to shoot them at your door. That's not what I'm saying, but you have to really <laughs> be tough with them when they first invade. You yeah, you have to know what your constant place. You have to know what your constitutional rights are. You got to know what your rights are and tell them, hey, I know you cannot be on my property unless I invite you in. Uh, I know you cannot touch my children. They're my children. Um, You know, you know your rights as a parent. Know your rights on your property. Tell them, 
I'm calling my attorney right now. Uh, you might as well get lost. I mean, you threaten them in any way, shape, or form that you can, and they will disappear. And, and they won't they be back. And if they don't, if by some chance they don't, you run into a real a-hole, and you can't, you can't get, get them to back down. The other, the other fallback, the parents need to, and, and it may require a, a change of lifestyle, but you need to have a backup plan to get your kids out of the state you're in. And I know that sounds radical. That's extreme, but it does happen. I, I yeah. have, you know, there have, been, there have been cases where I have told the person, look, you can stay here and fight this, but if you do, you're going to lose and you kill your child. And, I, and they have fled to, to another state, even another, even another, another country. And, yeah. and I, you know, I hate to scare people, but, you know. This is serious business. Taking your kids out of government schools. You know, taking them out of the social circles that they're in uh, and possibly moving to another state or country is all, are all things that parents should think about. I had three, I had three children. They're all adults now. None of them saw the inside of a government school because of what I knew about what was going on. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and I took those precautions and others because um, losing them was unacceptable and the risk was too great, especially for the kind of political activity I was doing. The other, the other thing that saved them was I think people knew that if they came after my kids, some things were going to happen that they didn't want to deal with. So, but, but, but for, for, for the average parent out there, you really need to be thinking hard about escape escaping from the kinds of things that put your children at increased risk. You know, if, if you have a special needs child, you damn well better think through how you're going to protect that child. If you have That's a right. beautiful, if you have a beautiful child, you know, just a pedophile would love to get their hands on them. You damn well better think through the kind of things you need to do to, to, to lower that child's profile so that people in and out of government can't get their hands on them. And that is the sad and tragic world we live in. But but if 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 you get if any parent is listening or any future parent is listening, and, and they're scared to death after this conversation, then we've done our job. You need That's to right. take this. This is life and death serious. Now, now right. some states are better than others, but all in all, this government, this regime is totally and completely out of control. And you need to protect what's yours. It's like they're Nazis. It's like they're Nazis. Seriously. And you have to think about them this way. Because yeah. they will do anything they can to get your children. There are no consequences uh, uh, it, if they lie in court. Zero oh, no. Consequences. No. Zero. They will lie. You have no rights. Yep. You have no rights in court. At all, if you think that we have a fair and just society, think again, because that doesn't happen here. It just doesn't. It, it doesn't happen across the United States. Like Daniel said, there are some 
some states that, you know, uh, are better than others. Uh, this state only cares about money. What your child is worth, and if you have a special needs child or a beautiful child, do what you can to protect your children at all costs. And I mean that. Because if I I would have been... I heard it's not just a state. Um, Oh, it's not just a state. It's crazy. Oh, honey, it's all over the United States. Yeah. It's not just here. Yeah. There are some states that are worse than others. Utah is a bad one. Oregon is a bad one. California is a bad one. Arizona. Arizona. Oh, Arizona is is pretty much the capital of CPS. I got a little quick note about Arizona. There is still, you know, last I checked, there's still a, a mansion that was owned and frequented by Jeffrey Epstein that the, that the former governor frequented and others frequented that was known to house young girls, um, convicted pedophile, no FBI raid, right there, right there, in, right there in Arizona. Where, where's the, where's the raid? Where, where's the, where's the, you know, the expose? No, yep. the expose was done by all, you know. There was an alternative uh, news group. I think it was called TrueNews.com. Uh, they, they sent some drones in uh, to, to look at the complex. But no FBI raids. Well, why not? If you know, if it's this guy's mansion and this is where he had all his underage girl parties in in that in that area of the of the U.S., why wouldn't you raid it? Well, for the sake. For the same reason that the FBI here uh, was on my case, and they the 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 FBI agent on my case, Michelle Pickens, uh, she knew what was going on. She knew what had happened. She told me when I first met her, when she asked me to come into the FBI, she told me she said, "Lisa, I am going to get these people for you." And I'm going to put him in prison. And she did a very good job of, you know, getting some of the, you know, the investigative work done. Um, Two Office of Inspector General agents went to her with my evidence after the uh, head of public affairs in Washington, D.C. sent two agents to uh, to investigate my case. They took my evidence to the FBI. Michelle Pickens said she was going to get these people. Next thing I know, uh, she goes to the U.S. She told me she was going to the U.S. Attorney's Office to talk to Brett Tolman and Mark Harada. Uh, and she called me. I was driving down I-15, and she said, Lisa, there is no corruption here in Utah. When we had discussed, when we had discussed the why she was here from Arizona, uh, she and her husband and her children moved here because of the corruption. And this is what she told me when I first met her that she was here because of the corruption. And then she calls me on the phone after going to the U.S. Attorney's Office and says there is no corruption here in Utah. Next thing I know. 
I'm finding out that Michelle Pickens has become the head of public corruption here in Utah for the FBI. Now yeah, tell me I, what kind of oxymoron that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to I have to correct something. Uh, it was actually Stanley, New Mexico, another bad state. Uh, there was the Zorro Ranch, and uh, months after uh, the Epstein thing blew, uh, nobody had bothered to raid the Zorro Ranch. In fact, there were still employees working at the Zorro Ranch doing who knows what. But that's the level of corruption that, that, that exists in the U.S. at the federal level. The, the FBI made a big show about raiding his, uh, his pedophile island, you know, out in the ocean, uh, mm-hmm. but, but didn't bother. I mean, no, it, it, didn't, it didn't even register to any FBI officials that, oh, may, you know, maybe we ought to check out the Zorro Ranch that is supposedly, rumor has it, it was his breeder location. That's where he, he, he uh, impregnated young girls. Hmm, I wonder if we should check that out. Nobody bothered to go look? That, that's, 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 because there were too, that's because there were too many people like actors and uh, well-known politicians and high-end businessmen that would go to these ranches and go to his island. And for heaven's sake, they couldn't leak these names to the public. They couldn't have them go to prison. Are you kidding? Well, no. Yeah, uh, honey, it wouldn't surprise me in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, I used to be- I I used to really think the FBI was great. Well, let me tell you, when your own FBI agent becomes the head of public corruption, when she tells you there is no corruption here in Utah, tell me how stupid that is. Mm-hmm. Seriously. She had investigated this case. She knew all about it. When John the Cleaner Huber is in charge of, of you know, the, the prosecuting end of, of corruption in Utah, there, there is no corruption. He makes it all go away. Yeah. And he's not the only cleaner either. No. They, they've managed to infiltrate every branch of government in, in really every state that I know of. And yeah. they work. They work together. They coordinate to cover each other as they, you know, as as they do these things at every level of government. Like it's I told you, like I even down to the municipal level in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Wow. So you so you're looking at corruption uh, that is rampant. Not only here, but across the United States. It's just, you you just can't get justice. You just can't. Unless you have somebody who's richer than anything and who actually wants to do something to help, you know, the little guy, you're not going to get, you're you're not going to get any justice at all. It sounds like it's the whole West Coast for sure, but I'm sure it's in every state. No, it's in every state, honey. Yeah. It's in every state, but I do want to say what, go ahead, Dan, Daniel, go ahead. There's a a reason why this country is falling apart and on the edge of uh, of a a civil war. It's because 
you know, people on all sides of the spectrum are going, this is really messed up. You know, I have no faith. I have no faith in this system. I, I can't, I can't trust anything that, that anybody says or does. I can't trust that I'm going to get a fair shake, that somebody's not going to steal, steal it out from under me if I get it. You know, we put a lot of pressure on the children and say, you know, look what losers they are because they don't work their butts off uh, like we did. But what, what, but why should they? Everything is, is a ruse. Everything is a fraud. And, yeah. and it could be taken from you at any moment by some, you know, crooked lobbyist who, who, who uh, gets a kickback or, or some politician who is part of it I mean, or, or some CPS worker that shows up at the door and turns, you know, turns your world into a living nightmare. Or a doctor who takes kickbacks. I mean, you, you've got all these people who are corrupt and who care more about money than they do human lives or children who we need to protect at all costs. So, Seriously. Um, let me see if I can sum this up basically in a very short minute. Um, our children are being stolen by the government. Actually, they're being trafficked by the state governments in probably every state for the purpose of yep. money and sex. Yes. That's right. That is yes, the horrible have, truth. You, you have a far, far worse odds uh, of being molested in the foster care system than out of the foster care system. Oh my gosh. I just, if, if I could say one thing to the parents that are listening to this broadcast, please, I beg of you, please protect your children at all costs. Find out what your rights are. You know, make sure you, you protect yourself and your children have neighbors come over if cps people come over get as many people over as you can do whatever you can do to protect you and your children and that's that's the one the most important thing i can say to people is please know what your rights are and protect your family i wish i would have been able to do that you know what and, and i have to a, that's not only a problem in in that area, it's also in domestic violence. A lot of victims don't know what their rights are. Exactly. Especially domestic violence victims. They they need to know what they can do to protect themselves. Right. It's 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 a it's a it's a horrible I mean, everything is involved in, in this. Every everything. I mean people who try to protect their children, uh, but they have a domestic violence issue in the home. I mean, uh, you have to, you, you really have to prioritize and, and do everything you can uh, to secure your family, protect your family, and, you know, uh, just be that mama bear or papa bear and, and do what you can. This is, this is happening every day. This is not just happening once a month. This is every single day. Right. Right. 
every day. Yeah, every day. And so the people that say they're fighting against child trafficking are the biggest child traffickers. Is that what we're saying? Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say the same entities are actually the ones who keep domestic violence going because they don't fight against it. They fight they, for they it. Only, they, they fight selectively against it. It's very selective and, and well, very, very arbitrary. Mm-hmm. And, well, and, and I'm not saying yeah. that every judge, that every judge is a pedophile or that every judge supports pedophiles, but the, but even if you have a decent frame of mind going into it, there's no way to keep it. The whole structure is is corrupt. Any reasonable it's falling person, apart is what's happening. <laughs> it, well, any, you know, any like reasonable I, decent person is twisted in the process. Yeah, like I tell people, um, the DA is lying and lies, and the lawyers are lying, and the uh, uh, the the abusers lying, and they want the victim to tell the truth. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything's stacked against you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and it's that... so corrupt that it works both ways. Uh, it's not only is the victim, you know, out of luck, but so are the innocent people who are accused. Oftentimes they're out of luck too. Uh, playing, playing nice. You know, we we all want to be, we all want to get along. We all want to say yes. We all want to be seen as as accommodating. That's not what this system is. The system is not accommodating to 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 genuine, honest people. It's it's a playground for some of the worst human beings on the planet, and and you know, and, and they will manipulate. I, I had a friend who who uh, who was was manipulated into filing charges against. Uh, it's a tangent, but people are being manipulated. Even decent people are being manipulated into doing things and getting themselves and people that that they that they should respect into trouble. Right. It's just it's it's not a place to go. I mean, when I if I there have been a couple times over the years where I have had to intervene some with, with, with something that I've seen. And every time it, it, I'm full of trepidation because if I have to involve the police, what will, what will the consequences or, or, or child protective services, what will the consequences be in that situation? I, I have to, I have to go over very carefully in my mind, Okay, and, and, and what is is what I'm introducing going to be worse than what's going on? Right. And in many cases, I've had to I, I've had to back away because I I couldn't risk it. I couldn't. It might may have been bad, but horrific is worse than bad. And, right. And so it, you know, it forces otherwise decent people to have to be very careful and very guarded about what they say and do in public and in private. Right. I was very, very lucky. I was very lucky 
that I had Accountability Utah and Daniel and Lori and Marty and Terry and, you know, all of Daniel's friends who stood behind me and with me when I was fighting for my children. I, I literally could not do it without them. I mean, they were, they were there for me when I literally couldn't stand and fight. I mean, I, they would be there for me, pick me up and say, okay, come on now, you know, let's, let's get busy, you know? And I, and I, I don't, huh? Let's keep moving forward. Was their advice? Yes. That's right. And you're stronger than you than than you even know that you could be. I was very very lucky they they stuck their necks out for me. They went to the legislature with me. Uh I I could not have done this without them. Yeah. But you know what? I I I was blessed to have them all with me. I I couldn't have I really couldn't have done this without them. Well, one, one of the reasons what one of the reasons we did was that you you went and fought for other people too. Well, thank yeah. you. you. Yeah, I thought it was important. You didn't back down. You didn't back down in your own case, and you didn't back down for for the other victims. And so we we were by conscience constrained not to to help. Well, I thank God that you did. I you guys are all very special to me. Still to this day. And is Daniel? Is that the only um, uh, only uh, group that you have? Is the one that you mentioned? Is there another group? She she well, we, mentioned we, accountability. Just, just, yeah, accountability Utah is where you can find the original stories about the Byerly family. It's accountability dot org. No spaces or anything. Okay, and do you have like a nonprofit or? No, that that accountability Utah went uh, sort of inactive in about uh, two thousand six seven, um, and we all had to recover from the bruises and the and the and the blood <laughs> of, of fighting for many years, um, and and we all kind of drifted apart. We're kind of coming back together in different ways. Um, That's great. Uh, but we're all kind of kind of pursuing different different routes toward the same objective. That's great. Is there anything? Uh, well, you know, this broadcast will go all over the United States and Australia and New Zealand and England. I have friends in those locations, and I want everybody then, then to I'll, know about this. Then I definitely point them to accountabilityutah.org. There's a uh, it's called a citizen library, and if you look at the citizen library, there is uh, some training that you can get that we put together for parental rights. It's under issue training, and uh, you know it's 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 to, it's Utah specific, but most of the concepts and things that that are discussed are applicable to anybody, to any parent. You should really read through the Parental Rights uh, Now Action Packet at accountabilityutah.org. It'll help you kind of formulate your thoughts as to as to you know your action plan if they ever get in the way, and your and your action plan to keeping your kids' profiles as low as possible. Wow. 
Yeah, there's a wealth of information there. There's also uh, some information, great information, uh, with American Family Rights Association. Um, they tell that, you what to actually, that, Yeah, that's actually uh, the, the trifold uh, brochure we put together at the Parental Rights Now Action Packet uh, was actually, um, we, we got help from the American Family Rights Association on that. Yeah, they they will they explain uh, if DCFS comes to your door, CPS, uh, what you can do. Um, there's a lot of information in there, and um, like I said before, uh, if you have a parental rights uh, organization that you know of, um, get in close contact with them. Um, uh, there's a lot of parents' rights groups out there. Um, there are some in, in Australia and uh, England and, and all over the United States. Uh, you can look them up and get yourself informed uh, because information is the most important aspect of keeping your family safe. Yeah. If I didn't have account if I didn't ha if I didn't have accountability Utah, I probably and if I didn't have Daniel and Lori and Marty and Terry and everybody, uh I I I honestly don't know what I would have done if I didn't have them. So get yourself informed, get yourself with a parental rights group, children's rights groups. They're all over the United States, all over the world actually. So get yourself informed and yeah, protected. Well, thank you, you guys. I so appreciate you coming on tonight. Well, thank you for having us. I I learned a ton. I mean, I know uh, you and I have talked, Lisa, before, but this was very, very informative, actually. Well, I'm glad that you feel that way. I, you know, I'm I'm here for you, and so is Daniel. Uh, if you need us again, uh, we'll be happy to help. I know you and guys you are wonderful. Direct... Oh, thanks. Go ahead, Daniel. And if and if you want direct links to you know the Parental Rights Now Action Packet or the Malfeasance Claim or the original story, you know, just give me your your email address and I'll get it to you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Send it to me at um, Shereen C W R at gmail.com s-h-a-r-e-e-n-e-c-w-r at gmail.com and let me see if I can get it out there as well okay and that was s-h-a-r-e-e-n-e c-w-r yeah. c as in cat mm -hmm. gotcha okay Okay. thank I'll you so much you guys well thank you very much for having us love yes love you're, a great, you're a great friend yes you are <laughs> I love you. I love you, I love you too very much. <laughs> and I love Daniel very much too. Him and I his know, wife. I love Daniel actually. <laughs> Isn't he great? He is yeah, such a great. fighter. He is such a fighter for people. Uh he really he fights for good causes. He fights for for good people uh yeah. and children and I mean Daniel is my hero. He always has been. Well, he Thanks. sounds like he's uh, doing wonderful work for the Lord, really. Yeah, he is. 
and for the many people in Utah. They just don't know it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yep. You're Alma the Younger there, Daniel. (laughs) Yeah, you are, Daniel. (laughs) Okay, have a good night, guys. I'm going to go to a public service announcement. So I will talk with you later, okay? Okay. Well, thank you so much, love. I'll talk to you later. All right. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you, too. And we will be right back. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Welcome back to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with your host, Shereen Rice, on the CWR Talk Network. Good evening, this is Shereen Rice, and uh, this is towards the end of my show. We just got through talking to Lisa Byerly and Daniel on what my topic is, is why does the state steal children? And I, actually, what the things I learned was uh, absolutely devastating. Um, I hope, uh, and no one had any triggers uh I hope that if you had triggers that you definitely call the national national hotline of 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233. It was a very difficult subject. Uh, the answer to that question, why does the state steal children, was for two reasons. Number one, for money, and uh, number two, for sex, for child trafficking and both issues. Um, they named a lot of high political people. Um, which has absolutely saddens my heart. Um, the only thing we can do is is pray for justice. And Daniel does have a site, Justice, the number four, all a l l dot blog, and um, and he has some good information on that. I've already pulled that up. So for my listeners tonight, I hope that you take advantage of the resources. Uh, Accountability Utah was another one. It's old information, but they took a lot of uh, some time off to recap, rejuvenate, um, and to wipe off the blood stains, like you said. Next week, I'm hoping to have uh, Rebecca, my favorite Rebecca. She's been um, having some information on her Facebook. She's been asking questions on sexual assault, and she's been getting some uh, very good data uh, retrieved from that. So I'm hoping to have her on next week. I want to let everyone know uh, to stay safe, um, children safe, become educated in domestic violence and in, in, in child trafficking and and so forth. Uh, if there's anything uh, that I can do, again, you can contact me at Shereen, S-H-A-R-E-E-N-E, C, 
cwr at gmail.com. And I will try to help you out. Have a good night. Bye-bye.